Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. There's something about um, being in the room yes. that there is an energy often gets lost when you watch it on a screen. And so we started to really wrestle through how can we film this thing? How can we get it? How can we try to tell this story in, in a way that is as meaningful as when people are live and in person? And so we did that. And so in 2022, last year, we filmed one city of live performances. We spent the whole week with the cameras on stage going in and around the action. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Go For Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network through which I am licensed and ordained and life-changing productions who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christinaperera.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up and don't know what to get them? Well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperera.org slash podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I have an amazing guest with me today. He is that director of The Thorn, and I'm sitting here in Richmond, Virginia, where they just had their uh, latest show last night, and they've got one more today at one o'clock. So if you haven't gotten a chance to see it, come get it. I have with me here today, Andrew Harmon. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I am so excited to have you with me. I saw last night's performance, and it was amazing. I have to tell you, when that opening scene of heaven came, I literally teared up and it was so beautiful. And I was like, if this is what we're doing here on earth to depict heaven, what is heaven going to look like? <laughs> the both of them. Yeah. I mean, it's one of our favorite scenes in the show. We try to kick off the show with a bit of a bang with that seat. So yeah, I'm so glad you uh, liked that. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about the show or, yes. what, or how, how you want to Go from there. Absolutely. So I want to go all over the place. So let's go. Yeah. All right. So the thorn is the epic story of God's love for the world and the spiritual battle for all of humanity. It's often described as Cirque meets the passion of Jesus with more than one million viewers. And yeah. I mean, so we've been around for almost 25 years. So uh, yeah, a whole bunch of people have seen it in that amount of time. But the show has transformed significantly over 25 years. And the show that we mm -hmm. have today is sort of nothing like it was in 19, 
it's definitely nothing like it was in 1996. It's sort of slowly grown and transformed and changed and morphed into what it is now. And we're really, really proud of what it's become and what people can see and experience while watching it. Wow. I love that so much. You know, it was amazing to me because you guys combined the spoken word of God and dancing and acrobatics mm -hmm. and theater. And it was truly immersive. I was reading some of your testimonies on your website, and I just want to read this real quick. One person said, the Bible meets theater meets Cirque, perfect amount of humor, biblical accuracy and impact. And I thought it doesn't get any better than that. Right. That's like the perfect distillation of what we're trying to do. Or whoever wrote that, I should hire as a copywriter. You should. <laughs> uh, because that's ex exactly what we're trying to do with this show. I mean, our heart with, it, with this show is to sort of be able to to tell the story of Jesus and really the, the idea of how much Jesus loves you mm -hmm. in a way that people uh, maybe aren't used to seeing it or in a way that they don't expect or haven't seen it before. I think mm -hmm. oftentimes when you experience something in a way you've experienced it mm -hmm. many times, even if it is and is powerful, sometimes it doesn't hit sort of those emotional things in you. And so if you can come at something from a different direction yeah. or in a way that people sort of haven't seen, then it can sort of light up sort of new receptors, I guess, for people of how they're experiencing or seeing the love of God or how he reaches into people's lives. And so, yeah, so we try to do that in a lot of ways the show, including acrobatics and martial arts and stunts and dance and song in a certain cities on this tour. There's some live singing as well. We try to sort of shift and morph the show as we can. So, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Well, our God is so creative. Absolutely. And he is designed as with ears and eyes and, you know, five senses. And he's given us this gift of storytelling. Absolutely. And oftentimes we see in the Bible, Jesus told stories. And that's what you guys are doing. Yeah. You're telling the story of Jesus with all five senses. And I love it. I love it. Absolutely. That is sort of the heart behind this from the very beginning. I won't tell the story nearly as well as John Bolin, who is the executive producer and co-creator with his wife, Sarah, of this show. But back in 1996, they were youth pastors and John wanted to find a way to basically do two things. One was to show the reality of what Jesus went through during the crucifixion. And the sort of the weight and the severity yeah. of sort of how much he loved us to go through this, yeah. as well as the spiritual battle for the hearts of people. And so that began to morph itself into a creative way of, of showing both sort of the end of Jesus's life and the crucifixion, as well as the spiritual battle and the spiritual influences that happen sort of behind the scenes of this story. And then you can't attribute that to everyone's sort of current life as well. And so how do you portray the yeah. spiritual nature of things that isn't necessarily visible? And there's a lot of fun ways to do that. And so over the years, as the show has, as I said before, sort of evolved and progressed, what that turned into was what talents do the people who want to be in this involved in this show have? And so, you know, we'd have people that are like, well, like, I'm not a dancer, but I do tumbling. So we'd be like, cool, let's get a bunch of tumbling passes in this. Like, what scene could that go in? Or someone would be like, well, I don't do aerial silks, but I know this cool strap routine. We're like, aerial strap. So you've never heard of those before, shows you, right? <laughs> and so, I mean, over the years, the number of things that have been a part of the show and the size of the cast versus size of our traveling cast now is sort of 
grown and, and morphed. They, they, they used to be long ago, maybe 20 years ago, there used to be like flags and color guard for like marching band that was a part of the show. Cause it was like, Hey, we have a whole bunch of people who know how to do this. Let's put it. In. So it's this idea of taking people, creative gifts and saying like, just because I think a lot of times to kind of tangent on a little bit, but in churches, we can pigeonhole ourselves into saying, well, like, well, I can't play the guitar. So my creative gifts aren't useful in the church, right? I can't right. be a part of the worship team because right. I don't do, that way. do these things. And if you're a musician, it's like, well, I play the clarinet, not the keyboard. So I'm not useful. Yeah. And one of the things that we've been able to do with the show over the years is this idea of like, that's not necessarily true, right? How can we be creative as a creative team to use people's creative whether that's tricking, which is sort of a mix of gymnastics and martial arts. It's a sort of a offshoot of like parkour and acrobatics. We had a bunch of people that were learning that and said, okay, how can we use that in the show? And it ended up being an integral part that's stuck with us through for several years. And this is now an integral part of sort of the end of the heaven scene. <laughs> so yeah. So how do you take what people bring to the table? Yeah. And put it in the show. And that is still very much alive and a part of this show now when we cast the show. Mm -hmm. um, we basically, we don't cast individual roles. Mm -hmm. We cast a team of people that generally have certain kinds of skills that we're looking for, mm -hmm. which is a very difficult casting process. Sarah Bolin, who runs that alongside me, will tell you how long and arduous it is. But we're looking for sort of the right people with the right hearts who want to come in board and tell the story. And what that often means is that a performer who did a certain sort of track or roll through the show on our spring tour will have a slightly different set of talents than the performer that's on the tour right now. And so one of my jobs as the director is to say, okay, how do we use your talents that are similar to what we need to sort of shape this story, but might be a little bit different here. There's a scene at the beginning of the miracles sort of sequence of he's doing a bunch of miracles where he enters a party of people that's sort of drinking wine. It's sort of meant to mirror the party he goes to at Matthew's house. And this year we have someone who is juggling. And then we have a couple of our guys doing like some tumbling tricks. But in the past, that's been people dancing or people folk dancing. We had a couple of years past, we had someone who sort of knew like Mexican step dancing. And that was a skill that we were like, We've never used this before, but it's something that one of our guys could do. And so we said, okay, let's take seven seconds in this scene. And that's going to be your sort of trick in the party that everyone can cheer and make a part of this. And so there's a lot of moments in the show in which we're very flexible in the sense of what do our artists bring to the table and how can we use your talents to tell this story? And the story is always at the forefront. And if the talent right. doesn't tell the story, if we look at that and go, oh, that was really cool, but it doesn't tell the story, then we don't do it, right? Right. But that's really our heart here is to take people, bring them into this team, and then tell the most compelling and emotional story we can. Well, I love that so much. I love that in the body of Christ, it's so amazing that this is what we get to do when revealing Jesus. We yeah. all bring something different to the table. Yes. And when we start putting the pieces together, we see this beautiful masterpiece of what God has created. Absolutely. And it's only when we come together that we get to see that. Right. And so I love that you guys are doing that. You know, you mentioned the spiritual battle. I have to tell you, in that scene when Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, wow, like the battle that was taking place around him of the good and the evil. You guys even had the lights. You had the blue lights mm -hmm. and the red lights. Yes. 
the mixed martial arts. And I thought of the trick that you were just talking about. Was that in that? Yeah, yeah. So, wow. So, that um, was amazing. Oh, a lot of our male performers, we call sort of our stunt ensemble. We have about nine guys that are sort of a part of this sort of multi-talented stuff on ensemble. Yeah. So during that, that battle scene, we have a mix of like hand-to-hand martial arts. And then in that, in order to make it a little bit more showy and explosive, oftentimes some of them are doing tumbling passes or just doing these sort of tricks in place. I'm at the very end of the heaven scene when all those warriors yeah. are introduced. Many of them do what we call tricking passes, which yeah. is, you know, these sort of imagine superhero flips yeah. sort of in place in an epic way. Are you a new believer in Jesus and don't know where to start? First, let me say welcome to the family of God. It's so important to anchor yourself in the gospel and the finished work of Jesus. This powerful workbook includes foundational gospel truths to anchor your heart in new covenant reality and interactive journaling prompts to begin your relationship with Jesus. This workbook includes teaching based on the Word of God. It will help you understand precisely why you need a Savior, what Jesus has done for you, your new creation life in Him, and how to have a relationship with Him. Journal through the pages to dive deep into the heart of God for you as His child and increase your faith as you learn about our beautiful Savior. Be sure to pick up a copy of New Believer Workbook, Foundational Gospel Truths to Begin Your Relationship with Christ Jesus today. Links in the show notes, or you can pick up a copy at Amazon or ChristinaPereira.org slash store. It was Um, amazing. And I have to tell you, the lady behind me, Mm -hmm. she said, girl, I heard her say to her friend, she said, girl, that's what prayer does. And I said, (laughs) you got it, man. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what we want. You know, Jesus is part of what I always try to do with that scene as as the director is the focal point of that scene is Jesus praying. That's the story is Jesus praying to the father in the garden before he has to do the hardest thing maybe anyone's ever done. Right. And so what does that do? And it's this battle. You see that battle raging around him. There's three angels and about nine demons. And so it gets pretty messy. But Jesus at the whole time, center of the stage, praying, you know, battling through what we can only imagine. Right. And that we talk about or in the scripture talks about him saying, like, if it be possible that this cup pass from me, like that humanity of Jesus of like, I don't want to do this, I do want to do this, yeah. but this is going to be hard. Yeah. Think, you know, we've all had those prayers where we're, God, right? Like we're really hurting and crying out to God and saying like, please don't put me through this. Yeah. And so what does that feel like emotionally? What does spiritually that feel like? We try to do our best to put that uh, on stage and a somewhat exciting way, but also an emotional way that connects. And it was amazing. And I have to tell you this, sitting here thinking, I think on the other side of eternity, you guys are going to see the impact that you mm-hmm. Sure hope so. You know, I was sitting there in the scene, Jesus on the whipping post right mm-hmm. before the cross. I just had this thought and I just whispered, by his stripes, we are healed. And I just had this thought, I wonder how many miracles just took place around this theater that you don't even know about. Yeah. Because the Bible says that repentance is, is, is something very easy. It's changing our minds. Mm-hmm. And so how many people left the theater thinking differently about the story of God right. than they came in thinking? And I think one day when we all get to heaven, we're going to get to see the impact, the eternal impact. Because all around that theater, there were people changing their mind. And there were people, I could hear the people behind me saying, girl, that's what prayer does. Yeah. And, you know, my daughter was just sitting there, tears streaming down her face. 
like the crucifixion of Jesus. And just, this is going to mark her life. And so I think as a mom and as a Christian, I think this is such a powerful tool in the body of Christ. And so, you know, I would just encourage you guys, if you haven't seen it, see it. Now, your fall tour is getting ready to end. Yes. So we're coming up on the end of it. You've right. got a couple more stops. It's true. Where are those going to be? So we're in Virginia right now. We're doing our last show, as I said, in about an hour. So long before this uh, podcast is even released. But then we're going up to Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. And then we'll cut back down to Nashville. We've got three shows in Nashville. And then uh, our final stop is in Louisville, Kentucky. Wonderful. We'll do a couple of shows. But then we're remounting the tour this spring. We'll start in uh, early February. We go from Seattle all the way through California. We'll cut across sort of the bottom of the country, Mexico, Colorado, Texas. And then we'll sort of keep going. We finish off through in Florida. So we have a four-month tour coming up at the beginning of the year. That's amazing. Well, if our listeners, they want to go see the show, but maybe they can't make it to the theater, how can they see the forward? Yeah. So like I said at the beginning of this of this podcast, this, this show in some form has been around for about 25 years. But it's been growing and changing and shifting and doing all kinds of things. But we've never really filmed it until last year. And this was coming on the tail of the pandemic. During uh, March of 2020, we were on tour. We had just sort of changed the show into a new model that we thought could really take off and do really well. We were on our third stop in March of 2020. And no live events anywhere. It right. was right. It was a sort it was of crazy. not safe for us to keep going, and we weren't sure that it was one of the walls where he said, "Like you know, maybe it's been a really good twenty-four year run, and this is it for the show." And twenty twenty-one was the first year that the show was not performed anywhere in the country since nineteen ninety-six, and we were sort of sitting there, you know, saying, "Like our live events could come back soon. Is this something? Maybe time for us to." move on to the next, to the next chapter of our creative lives. Um, but um, John and Sarah started started talking and we said, like, what if we could um, film this thing in a way that uh, really, really captured it? And we filmed it a couple times in the past, but anyone who's seen live theater versus recording of live theater, you can always say, like, there's something missing, right? Yeah. There's something about um, being in the room yes. that there is an energy often gets lost when you watch it on a screen. And so we started to really wrestle through how can we film this thing? How can we get it? How can we try to tell this story in, in a way that is as meaningful as when people are live and in person? And so we did that. And so in 2022, last year, we filmed one city of live performances. We spent the whole week with the cameras on stage, going in and around the action. We filmed sort of our last week of re rehearsals, but it was a full lights, full costumes, and we had the cameras right up in there and we would, you know, try to give the most immersive experience that the audience could get through the camera. And then as you talked about a little bit earlier, I think we have a narrator in our story that tells the story between the scenes and sort of weaves the emotional, personal and spiritual aspects of what, what was happening during Jesus's ministry. He's John the Beloved. He's an old man at the time when he's telling the story. But he talks directly to the audience on stage. And after we filmed the whole thing, we sort of looked at it and we said, like, these scenes of him talking directly to the audience aren't quite working at all in the way that they do in the live setting. And so what we did is we rewrote that script and filmed it as a movie, as like, as you would in Hollywood. We went to mm -hmm. L.A. I was living in L.A. at the time. We got a soundstage and 
built this beautiful sort of cave setting of John living in this mm -hmm. cave. And we reshot all of those scenes of John talking to this little slave child who sneaks into his cave at night, trying to run away from his master. And John has the opportunity to basically tell him this story of Jesus. He starts at the beginning of time and he weaves the whole story. And so we cut back and forth from John in this cave, talking to this little boy to the story, which is then told live on stage. We cut back and forth from the story world, which is on stage to this sort of beautiful cinematic story of John and this little boy. Mm -hmm. And that movie was released in theaters last year or earlier this year, actually, for a couple of days and a whole bunch of people around the country came and see it. And so now you can see, it. you can go to the thorn.com and watch it there or it's on Amazon Prime as well. You can rent and stream it on Amazon Prime. So it's very easily accessible for people to watch in their own homes if you'd like. And it's a really wonderful version of the story with the way that we were able to capture it. Um, it's a different experience when you see it live. There's mm -hmm. different energy in the room, but the emotions and we wrote sort of a new score for that movie as well. We're really, really proud of that. And we think it uh, really captures the story and sort of how much Jesus loves you feeling really well on film. And we're really, really proud of that as well. Mm, I love that so much. Yes. And, and sometimes it's so hard to get to the theater. And yeah, like maybe absolutely. Maybe are homebound or maybe there isn't, you know, a way for them to access it in their city. Yeah. I think that's an amazing um, opportunity for them to see it. I'm so glad you guys were able to pivot. I know 2020 yeah. was crazy. We were all pivoting. Yeah. But God is good. And, he is. It um, was wonderful to see the opportunities for the show that's come out of the film, but then just, the, you know, the film itself. And then the fact that we were uh, able, to, able to get the people to see it. You know, even people with family, and I know how hard it is to get <laughs> a family of five to, yes. you know, a theater show. And, and that can be hard. Honestly, our show, The Second Half, Crucifixion, is pretty detailed. And that can be a little hard for younger children, but the show itself is still wonderful or the, the story, all of these sort of amazing moments. And so if you watch it on the movie, you rent that thing off of Amazon, you can pause for those scenes. <laughs> Cover their can, you, can, you can maybe a little bit easier than you would in the theater and still have that same uh, sort of beautiful experience with your family too. So we love that it also sort of pr provides that opportunity for families. I love that. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate that. Well, this has been so fun. I wish I could just keep talking to you and get all these amazing details of behind the scenes. Yeah. It's so amazing. But is there anything you want to say directly to our listeners? Today? Well, first of all, thank you for listening to this whole podcast about a show you may or may not have seen. What a wonderful, just, you know, gift to me to have all these ears listening to us tell sort of our story. But I mean, I think the thing that our heart with this show, as I think I've said several times about the podcast is, the thing that we always try to get back to, whether it's our interactions with customers in the lobby after the show or through the story itself, is this idea of reminding people just how much God loves them. And in the show, that comes through in Jesus's interaction with a little girl who runs up to him and his excitement to just talk to her. And it comes through in his sacrifice of passion on the cross. And so, you know, I would be amiss in this to, to say that, right, of like, God loves you so much mm -hmm. that he did everything that we show in our show. And if you haven't been reminded of that lately, I would encourage you to come watch this live or find it online. And just to remember, like, God is not an absent God mm -hmm. that doesn't care about you. He loved you enough to do all these things and he still loves you that much. Um, so that that's our heart and it's why we're out here doing this. That's amazing. I love that. Well, from the very beginning, I could tell your heart and just the purpose behind the show. And I have to say, it's such an amazing gift to the body of Christ and 
Thank you so much. To all those. So thank you so much for all the incredible work that you're doing. It's such a blessing, I know, to so many. Thank you for having me here with all all of your listeners. Oh, thank you. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast in the show notes under Revealing Jesus with Christina Prayer, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to connect with our special guest today, Andrew Harmon. And go see the thorn. Run, don't walk. <laughs> yes. But if you can't walk, get the DVD. Yep. So good. Or stream it online, thorn.com, or it's on Amazon. There we go, thorn.com. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you. You were a treasure. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.